Uh, uh, thongs don't seem like they're comfortable. They don't. They right? don't. And I know people say that they're comfortable, but I I just could never imagine that being comfortable. I can't either. Okay. Well, we'll have to test that out. I'm not going to test it. <laughs> I'm okay not testing it. We're rolling. All right. Tuesday, uh, November 10th, gang. Uh, <laughs> the leaves are falling. Are they falling down there a yeah. lot still? Oh, yeah. I raked leaves yesterday and and then... Are you sick of uh, it yet? No, I liked it. Okay. But but today it, it looks like I, you know, because there was rain. Yeah. And it looks like I didn't rake anything. Um, that, but there's a big pile of leaves in front, yeah, you know, in front of the house. It's the Sisyphus of leaves, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's fun. It was fun. Uh, and the squirrels like it. So, you know, it's okay. What is it? What are you in a Disney commercial? Like a Disney movie? It's, <laughs> like you know what? There's squirrels running in circles speaking honest to Honest to God, there were like four or five squirrels chasing each other up and down the, the oak tree in the backyard. Like yep. just like corkscrewing up and down and up and down. And I sat there and watched them. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, they're just anyway, running. They're, no, me. What am I doing sitting here watching squirrels? Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm like hypnotized by these damn things. <laughs> yeah, we just, we just look at them and just like shake our heads nowadays. Yeah. Hypnotic rodent. (laughs) (laughs) The thing about squirrels is that, like, we think they're cute because they have furry tails, but take away their furry tail and it's a rat. It's a rat. So, so if you shave their tail, it's a rat. Right. So, what? (gasps) What if, what if, like, could it be a performance art project where we just gather a bunch of squirrels and shave their tails and then re release them out into the wild? So people freak out and think, probably been done. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Give that squirrel a Brazilian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is episode. All right. Yeah. Where are we at? 185. 185. 185. Um, yeah. It's on Taking Pictures uh, weekly show. God, that's weekly. 185 weeks we've been yeah. here talking about creativity and photography and, and, and uh, the struggle. Oh, Jesus, the struggle. Uh, <laughs> my name is Jeffrey Sidoris, and with me, the uh, the post, oh, Jesus, I almost said the post-op. <laughs> the post, post-op Bill Watts. That's different. That's different. Uh, the post, post-illness, you're, you're climbing out of it. I'm climbing out of it. Yeah, so, it's, since we spoke last week, I've essentially lied in bed and drank Gatorade. So... Uh, what type of Gatorade? Which uh, which uh, flavor you go for? As a general rule, I'm a I'm a red Gatorade, like the fruit punch guy. Uh-huh. Uh The the lemon lime one reminds me of soccer practice when I was a kid. I still I've, I gotta go with the classic. I have to go with the lemon. Yeah, one. I know. And and Conrad's into because she was also sick uh, simultaneously. Right, uh, Conrad's into the orange. Ah, all right. You know, so so definitely not any of these crazy flavors they've get nowadays. You know what I mean? Uh, well, you, you know, you got to keep the kids happy. I know you, people you, got to keep changing it up. They can't you take can't the classics. Just have the green, right? You got nobody wants green. Nobody wants to be green. Yeah, the, the green stuff also feels like it has some sort of nuclear waste in it, right? Like it's not easy. Lemon- be, so Keith Richards drinks it. <laughs> it he does. <laughs> Great. Gatorade, was, vodka and Gatorade. Oh, is that what he was drinking at the the Mark? Uh, no, I, th- I think it was uh, it was uh, like Mountain Dew orange or something. With, oh, right, with, uh, with, with vodka in it. in it or something. <sighs> That guy is a machine. Anyway, right. yes, uh, I'm slightly feeling better. Hey, we should say this weekend is the uh, meetup in D.C. 
for right, those of it you is. guys. It so is. you want to give a little detail on that before uh, we... Uh, we'll be meeting... <clears throat> uh, what time is it? 12.30? I thought we said one thirty, but... Or is okay, it one thirty? Keep going. Keep going. I'll find uh, out. At the uh, National Portrait Gallery, which is... Uh, Seventh and G, yeah, whatever. They seventh and that. F, seventh and G. Yeah. Um, there is an event there that evening in the little courtyard between the two wings of the building. But I think we'll still be okay for meeting up and seeing Penn, yeah. and then uh, maybe a little photo scavenger hunt for an hour and a half or so. Okay. And then we'll meet back and uh, pass cameras and phones around and uh, and Get, chat and socialize. And- I noticed, okay, so National Portrait, you said 1.30. Uh, just be aware, well, the portrait gallery is on which side? Is it on the south side or the north side? I always forget because that building is okay. like one big as block. You, as you walk in, it's actually the American Art Gallery is where, where the thing is. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's that's different. Okay, it's on so the left. Okay, so it, okay. When, you, when you walk into the building, uh, if the courtyard is open, we can meet in the courtyard. But if not, we can meet in the lobby beyond the courtyard, which is in the the building off of. Uh, oh gosh, what is that? It's not. Uh, what's the? Hmm, See, it's all like one big square there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but it's it's on the northwest corner of the building. Okay, there we go. That's what we need to say. Yeah, and uh, there's a Shake Shack right there. So if you want to get uh, a black and white. Mm, black and white shake. Yeah, but you don't like the burgers. Eh, they're, they're no In-N-Out burger, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> You'll enjoy it when you go back, back there, to though, California so right. just to go to the burgers. Yeah, uh, yeah so so that's, that's there. Uh, for those of you who are in town tonight, uh, Dan Winters is speaking at the very same location. Okay, excellent. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, and then I, I think there might be a small contingent of people con- uh, going to shoot the uh, the the monuments, the monuments once it gets dark. Yeah, once it's like sunset okay. or so, which the All sun right. sets pretty early, so it won't be a late night. Yep, sounds good. All right, so if you need any other information, it's on the Google Plus group. There's a yeah. post there, or um, just you know shoot us an email, podcast it on taking pictures, or yeah. Bill Wadman or yeah. Jeffrey Sidoris on the Twitters. All right, so tell me about the weeds. Oh, well, okay. So I, I, uh, to, what was it? Tuesday night? No, today's Tuesday. So it was Sunday night. Yeah. Sunday night. Uh, it's, it's photo DC this week in, in DC and lots of, of gallery shows and talks and lectures and, and Dan Winters is part of that, uh, that photo DC, uh, Sunday at, uh, Busboys and Poets, which is a, a small chain of cafe, slash bookstores uh, here in D.C. Uh, the Another bookstore called Politics and Prose was hosting uh, an event, uh, Facing Change. Uh, Facing Change is a group, it's a collective of photojournalists uh, who kind of uh, uh, having been inspired by the work of, of photographers like Dorothea Lange and Walker Evans and, and the work under Roy Stryker for the FSA, formed this group uh, about 10 years ago, nine years ago, something like that, uh, with the intent of, of taking another look at what's happening in America. Uh, under the Obama presidency is, is kind of the mantle of that. Okay. Uh, but it will continue on. Uh, so they they had a lecture. It was the author of the book, uh, also called Facing Change, Documenting America. And then three of the photographers that are part of the collective were also on hand 
uh, to do a Q&A. And, and it was it was fantastic in that it was a group of people interested in photography and photojournalism just asking questions of people who are spending their days and evenings sharing stories, making stories, documenting what's going on in America at the moment okay. uh, from a variety of different standpoints, whether they're social issues or social justice issues or or political issues or race issues or, you know, all these kinds of things that are that are represented in the book, which is terrific. Um, and one of the guys that I was talking to afterwards is a guy called Andrew Lichtenstein. And we were talking about this idea of of creating work and will there be any iconic photos ever again and and his assertion was the the likelihood is low because there's so much number one being generated and number two a lot of the work is so good that it's it's much more difficult for something to stand out just something for something to stand out exactly and so we got to talking about you know the idea of you know you you don't he says you don't you don't get up and go okay i'm gonna go shoot an iconic photo today Right. You, you just, you go do the work and sometimes you, you get, work. sometimes you get lucky. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and that, that moniker or that, that, that sort of representation of your work as iconic or by extension art is not in your hands. It's in the hands of those who view the work. Um, and it was, it was an interesting discussion because I think it's something that we, we struggle with regardless of what we're making um you struggle with it i struggle with it i'm sure a lot of people listening to the show right now are struggling with it as well you can only get to good um and this is something that that uh listener of the show john wilkening hey john uh came down from philly and hung out for a day and and we wandered around the city and and john made uh, john's a pinhole photographer and uh, so he was making pinhole photographs and we were talking about this as well, the same, the same kind of idea. And uh, John, I forget who you said, was it Newman that you said say this, said this? Uh, but basically the same kind of thing where you, you, you can create good, but you can't create great. Okay. Great gets to be decided after the fact. I am. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, you, you create good. You shoot for good. You shoot for the best that you can make. But beyond that, it's kind of it's kind of out of your hands. So do you think that the the problem is one of perception from the point of view of the global term artist in the sense that they should give up trying to make something iconic and just make good stuff? And then if something becomes iconic out of that good stuff that that's after you, it's not even worth aiming for. Well, I, I think there's a there are a few things at work here. You know, there there's the idea that. uh that there's the gear idea, right? So mm -hmm. if if I have a a Leica or or a Hasselblad or or a 5D Mark III or Mary Ellen Mark's FM2, that I'm somehow going to be imbued with special powers. Yeah, the ability to to do whatever. Now, if we go back a couple weeks, uh, Casey Neistat who we've talked about several times, posted a, a, a little video on, on his process and how he does what he does and, and talking about it's not a, about the gear. And one of the examples that he used was if, if it were just about 
gear. If it were just about having the right thing, and he used the film Pan as an example, which is kind of an ironically titled film in, in light of how well it's done or how not well it's done. You know, here's a movie that, that had, you know, Disney behind it, had a budget of, what was that, $150, 175000000 million. Yeah, millions of dollars, had, had winners of Academy Award. Well, did, right. what's his name ever win Academy Awards? But yeah, you can point to it. And it yep. tanked. <clears throat> yep. Okay, and by contrast, he, he pointed to a film that was shot on a phone, uh, cost 300 and some dollars to make, right. and it won you know, all of these awards and accolades for documentary film for sure. that year. So, so this idea that that you know we we still are stuck on that part of it for some, yep. that's that's part of what we wrestle with, and then so so I'm walking around with uh, with John, who who shoots with a Holga pinhole camera. Yep. Okay. So what was it, John? Like I'm like you're like he's in the room, John. Tell me. So thirty dollar camera, sure. forty dollar camera, something like that. And he is producing, not only is he prolific, he's out shooting all the time, but he's, he's shooting in a way that is becoming kind of stylistically unique to him. Okay. So he's creating this body of work using the tool at his disposal. And, and it, it's an interesting story. We're going we're gonna to talk about it in, in detail another time, but it's an interesting story how he got there. So there's that part of it. There, there's this part that you just kind of hinted at as well where we you know we shoot or we make this work and then what we do with it we can't control that yeah your your initial thing you were talking about where you said um the 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 guy's theory was that there will be no more iconic photos and all that kind of stuff i wonder how that changes the mindset of the people making photographs nowadays and if it to the point where i wonder if it turns some people off in the sense that like if what i make can never become stand on a on a wall next to my hero's work even have the chance to because the world has changed so much that 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 mode is meaningless i think i think for uh, some why do people I yeah, yeah i think well look it, it, it's it's we've talked about this before. It's part of the reason that I stopped painting. It's part of the reason that I am in the weeds often is because I still get stuck there. I still right. get stuck there. Yeah. You know, it's 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 I uh, it's iconic after the fact. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that there will still be iconic. F- uh, is there still iconic music? You know, last night I was taking uh, pictures of a friend of mine and um and I put on lately I've been into Jackson Brown, right? I've been listening to Jackson Brown. Okay. And I, I've always been a 70s singer songwriter fan, but for sure. some reason I never really listened to Jackson Brown. I don't know why. And now I'm sort I'm sort of discovering Jackson Brown slowly and really enjoy, I'm like kind of I'm wondering why I was never listening to Jackson Brown all this time. Like I'm sort right. of wait a minute, how the hell did I miss this? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, listen, if you haven't listened to it, gang, listen to the loadout. Yeah. I mean, incredible piece of songwriting. And, and he, uh, the subject last night, he was, I put it on and he goes, oh man, my mom, I know this record. Like my mom is the biggest Jackson Brown fan in the world. Like she travels around the country to see Jackson Brown. She's friends Mm. with the bassist and you know, like all, like the usual sort of like hanger on 1970s, like that era thing. Right. 
and uh, and I was sitting there, and we were we were editing the pictures, and and some song came on, and and I don't know the exact lyric of the exact song, but it was it was something sort of um, universal. The thing that he said, it was very like universal human kind of comment that the line that that he said in the song, hmm. the kind of thing that if anybody listening to it would know exactly what he means regardless of where they came from, what gender they were, how old they were. Like, it was just like one of those sort of universality kind of things. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? I I feel like some of this stuff has gotten lost in the slicing and dicing of culture to the point where every single little subsection of culture gets its own little culture. We've lost this universality in some way. And, and, and you see what I'm getting at? Yeah, I think I do. And, and I, 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 I mean, do. I don't know that it's true. I'm just sort of, I'm, I'm just putting this out there. Um, and, and I wonder if in some ways a similar thing has happened to, in the same way that nobody will ever sell 40 million copies of an album like Michael Jackson did with Thriller, just because there aren't 40 million people who listen to the same thing anymore. <laughs> I wonder yeah, now if you'll get 40 million views on YouTube. Exactly. And then right. it'll be gone. But but that's a lot of people watching it 15 times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but 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 I wonder if in the same way in photography, if the problem with with finding the iconic work is that the definition of iconic isn't universal the way it perhaps was more before. And that I understand may be a very ethnocentric view of 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 the whole thing but 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 I wonder if the problem is 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 not just that there's so much work is that people's definition of what what photography is and what it's trying to do and what its goals are has so fractured that no one would ever come to a consensus of what is iconic anymore See I think there's some of that sure yeah well I mean it, it, look at the the and maybe we've talked about this I'm sure we have uh the idea of of something going platinum yeah, right. You know, it doesn't well, exist when, anymore. <laughs> when you when you had to go to a record store and get in your car or get on a bus or get on a bike and and go physically buy it and come back, well, selling a million copies of something when when there was that much effort to do it, that was something. Yeah. But sell, and I'm not and I'm not you know I'm not dismissing selling a million copies, but I'm saying it's so much easier with the click of a button to download or stream or whatever yeah. it, it, that that relevancy has shifted yeah so has the relevancy of what makes something iconic shifted yeah. as well well look even i just pulled it up apparently taylor swift's 1989 was the biggest selling album of 2014 right okay and 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 if you're looking for one artist who probably will cross a lot of different demographic barriers there aren't that many people who really dislike like Taylor Swift is is pretty universal as far as like okay yeah it's a catchy song no one really hates Taylor Swift as a person like she's just a cute girl who you know does her thing right it sold 3.6 million copies now that's a lot of copies but compared to what records sold in the 90s and in the 80s is not a lot you know what i mean like 3 million i mean it's a lot but if that's the biggest album of the year by far you know that's it's sort of like the whole thing is look i my father owned record stores. We had a we had a room that he built on the back of our house that had a plaque that said the Michael Jackson room. Like you know, mm-hmm. uh, I grew up in that in that era, and it's just it, things have changed. And I and I really think that perhaps just like so much photography is coming from so many different angles with so many so many different reasons for being there, and that's a great thing for for in so many ways. What it what it kind of removes a sort any sort of consensus that people you know, and that may lead to. I wonder if that will lead to 
where we can look at photographs from the 1960s or 50s or 70s, like just take a decade, right? Mm -hmm. And we can pull out the iconic, quote unquote, photos from that decade that sort of define that decade, the kind of stuff that would be a time life book about the 1970s or whatever. Right. Like, what will there be for the 20 teens? Right. You know? I, I have I, no idea. Will it, will it be artistic? Will it be documentary? Will it be will Kardashian's it be- butt? You know what I mean? Like, who knows? Yeah. You know, and, 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 and are we losing something because of that? And I'm not saying that as an old crotchety guy who says, we need to get back to that. I'm just, right, this right, is right. the way it is. Like, are, but are we, are, we, are we sort of losing some definition of what our culture is because of the fact that no one can agree on what it's our culture just, is? Just as an aside. Yeah. Slippery when wet. Yeah. How many copies? 12 million. See, that's what I'm talking about. Boom. Right? Like, would you think that Slippery When Wet sold four times, like, yeah. Taylor Swift's biggest so, record? you know, sit down, Taylor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, no, Taylor, I, I, you I, give love a bad name. Oh. <laughs> wow. Hey, hey, you still living on a prayer, kid? That's right. You're living on a prayer. You're going to outsell us. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> but you're Go not ahead. even halfway there. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I've been thinking about this and, and one of the things that I get spun up about, of which there are many. Uh, yeah, yeah, one of the things. But one of the things I was kind of in the weeds about yesterday and a little bit, uh, mostly yesterday, is this idea that, that I, I, tie, I tie my self-worth to what my work is worth. Sure. So I mean I, I, I do too. Yeah, and, and so, it's, it's but it, it's a dangerous thing to do. But at the same time, if you don't do it, isn't there part of you that feels like, well, then what the hell am I? Then what am I risking? You know what I mean? Like I got to put something on the line, and that something feels like it should be my identity. Yes, the the, the although the, that's incredibly the, dangerous, and to the old people in the crowd who may have gone through this is just like, no, what are you, what are you out of your mind? You're not your pictures. You're not right. your writing. You're but not see, your, that's the thing. That's the spin up is, yeah. is I, I do this show or I do, you know, crafted vision or I write or whatever. Nobody sees it or it doesn't generate the kind of income that I think it should generate. Yeah. So that means I'm worth less. So why put it out there? Because nobody's going to see it and nobody's going to pay for it anyway. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, sure. And, and I'm sure that there are people out there listening going, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I've been shooting and shooting and shooting. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Uh, you know, where does it go? Yeah, I, I, I thought you were saying like people are like, yeah, Jeffrey, why bother? <laughs> yeah, no, well, yeah, there, there's, there are probably plenty out there that are thinking that as yeah, well. There's a few of those for both of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so it's a it's a dangerous it's a dangerous sort of rat hole yeah, but you, or rabbit you, you hole. Can't, it's like at a certain point you can't go there because you, you know, look, how many times have you and I discussed how, how much, how much, you know, hard work and meritocracy isn't the end all be all right. It's not necessarily about the quality of your work. Yeah. And, and, and if you think we've discussed it a lot on the show, we've discussed it. For tw- as many hours off the show, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. you know about the show in, in some in some instances, right. right? So so you know, should we have half a million people listening to us talk about this stuff? Maybe yes, uh, sure, great, you know. Um, but so so you you I it, hmm, 
you can think that, but then there are times that you obviously can think your way out of it, but then you fall back into it. What keeps you falling back into it? That's the, that's the hundred thousand dollar question. What keeps me falling back? I don't know. You know, I, I feel like, I feel like I'm doing the work. I feel like I'm, I'm moving the needle, but I don't know towards what I can't quite see that. Yeah. But maybe, maybe the thing that you're pushing the needle towards is, is its own reward. Okay. Think about this. What if, what if it was a black box? What if you made this stuff, you put it out there and you never found out how many people were listening to it. You never got comments back. You never, like, like you weren't allowed to, right? Like you were submitting it into the void. Mm -hmm. Would you be satisfied with the work you're doing? See what I'm saying? Yeah. I, and I don't know how to answer that. Some of it, I would, some of the things that I generate, whether, you know, whatever that is, the printed page or, or, you know, photographs. Is that the kind of stuff you make when you get spun up? Wow. (laughs) Come on. Generate spun up. Yeah. I got you. Go ahead. I got you. I don't need your static, mister. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) anyway, some of the things you do, you know, part of me, thinks that that we more often than not the simplest answer is we need to get out of our own way yeah you know and and sometimes you you get so far in the weeds that you can't see that yeah 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 you can't see you know i'm i'm so in the rough there was i had to just allow myself to come out i couldn't force myself out and I was, I was there and it was, it felt like things were just stacking and stacking and stacking. And, you know, then I woke up today and I went, hmm, okay. How else can I see this? Yeah. Yeah. How else can I see this? Um, I, I was listening to, uh, Ron Howard was on Nerdist yesterday. Mm-hmm. I like Ron Howard. Like he seems like he's a pretty well put together, you know what I mean? Like he's got a head on his shoulders. And, um, and he was like, you know, and he's talked to everybody about success and all this kind of stuff. And, 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 uh, Brian Grazer, Grazer, Grazer Mm -hmm. was with him too, you know, given his little, it's funny because Brian Grazer is so much more like producery than whatever. And he was saying that he, they, they made splash and Grazer apparently co-wrote splash and splash was this huge hit. And then the next, movie he wanted to do and I forget what he said it was what they were the the studios were giving him crap about it and like kind of turning them down and all this kind of stuff and he's like what is going on like I just made you a huge hit like when will you trust me when will you think that I'm good enough right mm-hmm. and he said and then I looked at Steven Spielberg who's a prodigy who makes Jaws and made Close Encounters and made you know whatever made produced Indiana Jones and he wanted to do E.T. and they put it in turnaround like they, they basically put it on hold. They didn't trust Steven Spielberg before E.T. to make a good movie. Right. Right. And, and he said, Grazer was just like, look, they don't even trust Spielberg. Right. To make it. So, of course, I'm going to get turned down. Of course, people are going to say my work is crap. Of course, of course, of course. Now, right. maybe in this equation, you are both the studio and the producer. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, turn, you're turning down your own thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, yeah, you, no, I am. You're both sides, and look how much energy gets wasted. Just it like does. button heads. And I, 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 yeah, I, I refuse to green light myself. Sure, of course. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I, w- I sent out those postcards, a co- uh, you know, right before I left. Yeah. And uh, this last week, my plan was to send out emails to all of those people, and I was so sick the last week, I just couldn't do it, you know. And so I'm, I got to do it today or tomorrow. And but like, there's part of me that's procrastinating because it's like, well, why should these people even look at my work? My work sucks. Like, there's right. all that's that's there's sitting back that. there. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe I should wait a couple of weeks. Maybe I'll take pictures that are better, that are worth somebody looking at. You know, there's all those sorts of crazy things going on in my mind, you know, but it's like, that's crazy talk. Well, and, and I want, did you, did you watch, uh, uh, you see back in time, you watch this yet? Uh, okay. Well, this is the spiel. This is the back to the future thing. The back to the future okay. documentary. Can I just say one thing before we get into the deep weeds of that? Yeah. Okay. I'm sick and tired of these like kind of crappy documentaries where some of it is really interesting and then it's a whole bunch of like people that I don't care about talking. Uh, there are quite a few of those out there. Sure. Yes. I feel like that's like the new thing, like the, the online only documentary where they have like 15 minutes of really interesting stuff from people you want to hear from. And then there's the guy who's like a big fan of the movie for 30 years and they talk to him for a half an hour and you're like, yeah. what? Or, <laughs> or the tribute band that yes. are covering Huey Lewis songs. Jeffrey, I, I really events. think that we've like hit a, a stroke of chord with the community because yeah. they really yeah. love us because this... Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Anyway, back in time. The, the, the point. The point of it was, they, Gail and Zemeckis, had this incredible script. So they yep. said, and everybody that read it loved it, but they couldn't get it made. Yep. So despite the fact that it was really good, or or uh, complete or whatever, yeah. nobody wanted to make it. Nobody right. wanted to take the chance on it. Yep. And. Because time travel movies never hits. Right. You know, and, and Disney, Disney saw it as an incest picture. Yep. That we was their a- big thing. <laughs> Your mom's kissing the sun. Oh, we can't have that. It's funny. When you really think about it, though, that is kind of creepy. <laughs> it is kind of creepy. Yeah, it is kind of creepy. Anyway, so this idea of, you know, I think about things like that. I go, well, it doesn't matter if it's a good X. Nobody's going to want it. Yeah. But I I, I have to, and we, listeners, we, we have to realize that that we are in control up to a point. And I keep forgetting this. So I, I, you know, I need to go back and listen to some of these shows. Yeah. Because we keep forgetting that we have control over two things and two things only when we start it and when we ship it. Yep. Everything else is out of your hands. Yeah. Whatever it is. So the only the only thing to do is just keep making stuff, and that's maybe that's the thing. You and you know? know what, Jeffrey? If look, if you if you spend the next ten years having conversations with the people, putting them out, letting people talk to, even if it's a thousand people that get something out of that, think about what you get out of the conversations and the making of the stuff. Isn't that experience in itself worthy of the time invested? <sighs> See, for me, I try. I mean, yes, when I step it is. back, of course it, is. it is. Yeah, but but then. But we then, also want to be famous. Well, or we want to pay bills. Or yeah, we, well, sure. We, yes, fair enough. You know, we want to supplement income, or we want to, you know, get accolades, or whatever. Whatever it is, it's it's hard to it's hard to keep it pure. Yeah. 
you know there there's there there's always the risk of tainting the pool <laughs> kind of thing sure you know and and i i i haven't i haven't gone into the weeds like yesterday since i arrived here well, and you, I, I, you know, maybe I've, the I've, honeymoon period of the East Coast is wearing off, and remember, everywhere you go, there you are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not I, trying I, to say I, that to depress you. I'm just saying. No, that, like, I, I think there is some of that. Yeah. Um, but I also think that, okay, you're making strides. You're talking to people that you never would have talked to in a previous locale. Yep. So now, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. Right. And that's that's really that's really as simple as it gets. Now, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. Now it's on you. Right. There, yeah. there are no guarantees other than what are you how are you going to filter all of this input? What's it going to turn into? Yeah. And when do you put it out into the world? Yeah. But isn't that enough? I, I hope so. Oh, oh, here's the thing. If you had any more responsibility for the success or failure of, every, of, of anything, wouldn't that feel overwhelming? Is what I'm it saying? probably would. And Jesus, yeah, if exactly. So if, it, if it's over, if it's more overwhelming than I sometimes feel now, that's my point. So I, I would revel in the fact that you have no more power because if you had that much power, you'd have that much more responsibility. Hmm, that's a good way to think about it. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Just That's a good uh, way to think about it. Well, you know what? Let's let's think about it and we'll pick it up next time. Yeah, week. we'll pick it up. Uh we got lots to talk about. We'll just we'll right. just bang through uh, some. So, hey, uh, what? Podcasted on takingpictures.com if wanna, you have comments, feedback. Yeah. Uh I want to hear from you guys. What are you going through? What what what's what's uh what's holding you back? What what puts you in the weeds? And what gets you out of the weeds? You know? I yeah. mean, we, we are uh, this, other than this, listening to us in the weeds. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And going, wow, well, I'm not as screwed up as they are. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- there is a part of this this group that is that is a big part that has sort of transcended just a bunch of people who like taking pictures. And uh, so I, I, I appreciate you guys chiming in on, on whatever you chime in on. So let's help each other out. Uh, I agree. All right. Uh, all right. So, uh, buying and selling art on Instagram. Apparently this is a thing now. Well, it, it is a huge thing. Yeah. It is a what, huge thing. What I find fascinating is the one woman they talk to, uh, I can paint, uh, I can post a painting and it'll sell before the paint is dry. Says Ashley Longshore, blah, 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 blah. She's selling paintings off her thing for $30,000, right? Or more. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. She has 2000 Instagram followers. That's it. Like, I'm like, you'd think that if she's selling things for $30,000 or more, she'd have a ton of followers, you know? Right, right. I'm sur- I was surprised by that when I read this. It was that that pull quote and that yeah, that was surprising. It almost feels like she must know people, and Instagram is just the conduit, not that Instagram is the reason why these people are buying her paintings. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think Instagram is the reason art is selling. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it is a a a, a vehicle. Yeah. But what's interesting is is more and more of the art establishment, if you will. Are, are using these types of platforms, Instagram in this case. Yep. Uh, and, you know, we're selling, we, uh, art is selling more and more at higher and higher prices. Yes. You know, I, I just read, uh, what was the thing? I have it here. 
Uh, oh, well. the, the woman lying nude thing this morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and as a side note, uh, Fox News uh, blurred out the uh, are you the, kidding me? The breasts on uh, a couple me? Picasso pieces that they were referencing. Yeah, the butt was okay. Which uh, look, the the butt cheeks were you know a couple strokes of paint in the same way that the breasts were defined by yeah. a couple strokes of paint. But because they happened to be breasts, yeah. So so Fox. Uh, by the way, did uh, you see? Did you see the new Canadian? Uh, prime minister, his cabinet is like 31 people, 15 of which are women. And some, one of the reporters asked like, why so many women and why, you know, why the whatever. And he's just like, cause it's 2015. <laughs> right. So it's like, but that's sort of the answer. It's like, are you kidding me? It's 2015. It's a Picasso painting from 70 years ago. Yeah. Of breasts. Like really were that anyway, go ahead. I wonder if they blurred all three or just the two. <sighs> but um, yeah. Rupert Murdoch. Classy. We'll get, we'll get to anyway, that. Sorry. Keep going. So, you know, we're, we're seeing these things. I just thought it was interesting. Go read yeah. the article. I don't I, will, I don't really have anything notes. to yeah. chime in no, it's other than it's it's fascinating that that uh, dollar amounts of this caliber of this, uh, uh, you know, degree, I guess. Yeah. Are, are being batted around with with uh, uh, a platform that has, gosh, matured, I guess, very quickly. Yeah, relative absolutely. To, to how long it's been available. You know, speaking of uh, uh, Instagram, there was this other article that I put in here about this woman, Essena O'Neill, who's an Australian teen, who's got 590,000 Instagram followers, 260,000 YouTube subscribers. And it was all these like beautiful pictures of her on beaches and stuff. And yeah, all of them were removed. So I don't I, quite a, This just see. happened. It wasn't, it wasn't this way last week. When yeah, I put it in there, the videos are gone. The images are gone. So, so not, did she take them down? That's I don't know. what I was going to say. Anyway, the point was that she was she's sort of talking about what went into getting these pictures that look so like beautiful reality that were actually incredibly staged, highly staged pictures of, you know, I did. The, we took 40 of these pictures to get this one thing and it was freezing on this beach and, you know, like whatever. And I look I felt miserable while making this, whatever all the different things are. The idea is just being that that. The reality that you see in something like an Instagram feed or a Twitter feed or whatever it is, is not necessarily actually reality. It's, well, how, it's, how is yeah. that different than, well, you know, the swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrated? It's, it's not, except that I feel like because social media is independent people doing it, I feel like there's an assumption that it is more real than, say, a big giant photo shoot where they hired somebody to come in to take pictures. Oh, jeez. Okay. You see, okay. you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I do, but I don't. I don't get that at all. I, I, I don't know what reality it belongs to, but I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just feel like I think when if 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 I put up say like I put up all those pictures of us traveling around Paris or whatever, right? I feel like somebody looking at that pictures can assume that they are sort of seeing what my trip to Paris was like, and. In this particular case, it pretty much was what my trip to Paris was like, right? But I could have also made a very highly edited, stylized version of my trip to Paris that had nothing to do with, you know, like we stayed in a nice place. But if I I stayed in some super crappy one-star hotel or a hostel, I could also make it look like I'm super rich guy in Paris by shooting it a certain way and by holding an expensive glass of wine or whatever the thing is, Or you could walk into another hotel and go, hey, here's where we stayed. Exactly, right. You're none the wiser as an audience. Right, exactly. You could completely fake it. And I think that's what kind of what she was saying and just saying that, like, people would body shame her 
about things and stuff. Anyway, I just thought it was an interesting read. Uh, but you're right. They took them all down. Yeah. I wonder. So it's, you're only getting half the story because you can't see any right. of the images. Although that in, in some ways, you know, I, I didn't mention this last week. When we were at uh, Versailles, did I mention this whole thing? I don't know where you're okay. going, so I can't say. There were there were these large scale large scale sculptures at Versailles. Who's the guy's name? I can't remember. He's like, uh, um, God, it drives me nuts. Anyway, I'll come up with the name. We can talk about it next week a little more. But he made this one piece that kind of looked like a tube laying down on its side, and some people thought it looked like a vagina and whatever it is. And the guy is ethnically Jewish. The 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 guy who made the art, and it's at Versailles, and at night. Vandals came in and spray painted anti-Semitic things all over it. Hmm. And the 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 artist decided, you know what, if that's what happened, we're going to leave it that way. You know what I mean? As opposed to washing it off. Mm-hmm. And a French court came and told him that he had to cover it up. Otherwise, it was anti-Semitic writing and he can get in trouble for displaying the art. Even though he didn't add the anti-Semitic right. writing, right? So he, it's incumbent on him to to undo the vandals, undo the vandals. because what the vandals did, right? I thought yeah, that was find, interesting. Find, uh, find will, what it I, is. Anyway, in the end, he ended up covering most of the words with gold paint, so you can definitely see where they were. But they're sort of like the edges of the letters are coming out. So mm. it's like it's obvious that he patched up something that was there on purpose, half-assed, just so, so you it's, could. It's taken on a new meaning. It's taken yeah, on. Yeah, I'll a put new... a link in the show notes. We'll talk about huh. it next week. But it was yeah. it's it's really interesting. Anyway, I will put that in the link in the show notes. What do you think about the National Geographic stuff? Uh, okay. I think it's kind of silly. Uh, okay. So they say that it's a it's a partnership. The 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 the. the they said that they weren't going to interfere with the editorial process, but then they lay off a bunch of They would lay off 10% people. of people, including photo editors and all kinds of like artist kind of people, creative people. Yeah. My – OK, look. That, that's, that's one thing. That's one thing. Uh, there's another article from a Nonprofit Quarterly that I read and I put in here. Yep. Uh, and this is the bigger picture for me. Uh, and then the, 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 the idea from this is uh, uh, something that they quoted from Reverb Press, which goes, the, the National Geographic Society has long stood for science, research and investigation. Murdoch's companies have long stood against all three. True. The two positions will be in conflict, save Murdoch's company is firmly in control. The editorial changes will therefore be severe and erode the 127 years of publication excellence. For the men and women who brought National Geographic to worldwide prominence, the termination of employment is a tragic end both for hardworking people and for National Geographic itself. So now I, I said something about this on Twitter and I, I there was a comment from, from someone that said, yeah, but the quality of National Geographic has been – declining for years well you know what my comment on that is i haven't actually looked at a national geographic magazine for years so are we somewhat at fault you know maybe like is the community at fault for giving up on national geographic before national geographic gets given up (laughs) into fox that's an interesting that's an interesting question yeah uh i guess i guess the problem that i have with it is it seems to be such a quick slash and burn decision by someone whose policies and other companies run so contrary or apparently contrary to what National Geographic sort of stands for. Stands for, for right, yeah. Well, they were saying that a lot of National Geographic's worth now is the TV show. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and I wonder if that's if that's. I just wonder what it's what's going to happen to research grants to the direction of research. I mean, Murdoch's kind of a climate denier, uh, right? Which I don't know how that happens, but okay. Yeah. Um, I, I guess. Yeah. You know. Well, that's the question. Uh, like, if 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 all it will be now is a label to put on nature shows on television, that's a sad end to an to an iconic brand. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, much in in the same way, the sort of uh, uh, somewhat fictionalized end to Life magazine was portrayed in Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yes, exactly. You know, yep. We we don't we don't even know the slogan anymore. This actually is a sort of recreated version. Right. Of that. It's it's uh, sort of you know life yeah. imitating art. Yeah. 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 Um, so you know, I, again, listeners, I, I would love to hear where you guys come come in on this. Uh, is it is is it a relic of a of a bygone aesthetic? Is it a relic of 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 a of a bygone? I don't know. I was I was talking about somebody uh, with another photographer friend of mine uh, last week, and we were talking about like the whole Magnum thing, where like Magnum has all these classic photographers. They have all this huge. They have this huge collection of classic work that is you know I- iconic in the true sense of the original, uh, the beginning of the show. Sure. Um, but that that what what Magnum was created for initially was to have these guys go out and shoot and then sell those images to, as like a press agency kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's it, that whole business model almost doesn't exist. So now, in some ways, Magnum is is sort of remaking themselves into this premier brand of documentary art photography. You know what sure, I mean? in, which, in some which kind of you way. can buy right now on right, Instagram which, for a hundred dollars a print. Which I was given one uh, uh, for for our wedding. So mm-hmm. so uh, it it is. It's just it's an interesting shift. But like, if somebody said to you, "No, I want to go shoot for Magnum," they're not going to be storming the beaches of Normandy or the next Normandy necessarily. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not that's not the job of Magnum anymore. <laughs> and right. so, in some ways, I wonder if something similar is happening or will happen to Geographic, where you know the, the the name. Oh, I'm a National Geographic photographer. Doesn't mean that you go off into the bush and shoot for six weeks and come back and have picture. You know, and and right. Publish well, and those, twelve those page days are gone, long gone. Yeah, yeah. The days of 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 sending Kappa or Pen, yeah. you know, off yeah. for a month and just right. saying, oh well, just. Come back with a dozen yeah. images. We'll right. There, there was Kappa 30 years before. Then it was McCurry 30 years later. And now we're right. 30 years later than that. And that stuff doesn't exist. Right. You know, if you want to go do that, go do it on your own dime and maybe you can sell the pictures. Well, you know, that's uh, that's a great <clears throat> unintentional segue. Somebody asked at a uh, girl stood up at this uh, facing change uh, lecture and asked how uh, what what advice would you give uh, to to uh, a yeah, would be photojournalist run yeah uh, and there was there was some of that you know there were by the three panelists they were kind of you know giggling back and forth and and uh, Lucian Perkins who's another one of the the members uh, Wall Street no uh, Washington Post photographer yeah um, who ironically was was uh, approached and and uh, detained by police for shooting on one of the bridges uh, in the city. Mm-hmm. Long lens, you know, black bag kind of thing. And oh, he, he was shady. Police from from both ends uh, of the bridge came and approached him, and what he he had to call the you know, anyway. Pretty funny, but uh, so she she asked this question, and and none of them could answer it. They because they don't know themselves. They don't know. It's yeah. how do you become a writer? I don't know. You write. 
you write a whole bunch and then you meet the right people, maybe. Right. And and Lucian basically said, you know, you you photograph what's passionate to you or what you're passionate about. You photograph what interests you and and you you share the work. And maybe it gets picked up, maybe it doesn't, but there is there there's no apprenticeship to making it happen anymore. Right. There's, exactly. There's, there's yep. no there's no path. We're all on our own. Right. Uh, so it was fascinating, and and you know this seems to kind of echo that. Um, yeah, we'll have to see where that where that ends up. Hey, let's talk about our sponsor today. Yeah, uh, where are we at? Oh, we're okay. Uh, so yeah, we're we good. got like we're fine. Uh, Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Unity. <laughs> where does that come from again? Uh, Dave Chappelle's impression oh, right, right, of right, Rick James. Right, right, right. Yes, of course. <laughs> when Rick James smacked Charlie Murphy in the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> that was cold-blooded. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Unity. Unity is an easy and free app that enables your computer to work like a home media server. Giving you access to all your media files uh, on your computer from your iPhone or iPad. For more information and to download Unity for free, visit getunity.com slash pictures. That's G-E-T-Y-O-U-N-I-T-Y dot com slash pictures. Unity, I like that. We put uh, you in, no. in the, yeah. We it's you, you as in, the, in like Y-O-U. We put Unity. you in the nitty. No, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Unity does a lot of things. You can access and share any of your movies, videos, photos, music, and documents across multiple computers with little to no setup or configuration, which is fantastic. With Unity, all your files are kept secure and private on your own computers, not sitting up on the cloud. Uh, Unity just uh, creates a connection that lets you access them remotely. This means you can have access to all your files without taking up any space on your phone or iPad. Uh, since you're all about taking photos, let's talk about Unity's photos features. Like, look, with Unity, it's great. You can access all your high-res photos stored in your computer from your iPhone or iPad, like we said. You can post photos directly to Instagram that are stored on your computer and avoid the lengthy process of having to email yourself photos, save them to the camera roll before posting them to Instagram, which is still a pain in the neck. Uh, you can keep large image files from clogging up the storage on your iPhone or iPad, yet still have access to them. Uh, you can view, share, or download Lightroom photos and catalogs, which is super cool you can access and share any of your apple photos stored on your computer uh from your iphone or ipad if you use that apple photos app which we need to discuss what's happened to that since it's launched um you could privately share your photos from your iPhone or iPad. So if I have to send a photo to Jeffrey uh, of, of Conrad in a puffy coat, I can do that using Unity. Uh, you can print any of your photos to the nearest what? AirPrint enabled printer. Have you, have you used AirPrint? Uh, yes, actually. And it works Printed from my phone to that new, uh, that new brother laser printer that and I got. It works, it works terrific. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I can, I can even be downstairs and print upstairs or print up, you know, well, be you upstairs go. and print down. Well, anyway, I don't have and to you, be standing right next to it. You can, you can push your, <laughs> you could uh, push photos to your TV with a, with AirPlay on an Apple TV, which is super cool. So you can have a little slideshow. Uh, just install Unity for free and experience a new level of on the go access to any of your photos. To learn more and get started with Unity, visit getunity.com slash pictures. That's dot com slash pictures. And we thank Unity very much for their support of on taking pictures. Unity. <laughs> you love that. <laughs> I do. Uh, so you have your Nikon, I know, but do you want to buy this one? Because this one is uh, Mary Ellen Mark's Nikon. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I, I agree with one of the comments that, that was kind of like, you know, it, it feels a little predatory to already be, you know, sort of monetizing her gear. 
Yeah. I don't know. Who's, who's kind of weird. Who's the one selling it? What is the what is the deal here? Uh, I don't know much about it other than you know what's what what everybody else knows. Okay. Uh, oh, it's 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 being sold by her estate. Fifty percent of the proceeds will be donated to the Red Cross. Okay. So just fifty so percent of the proceeds. Twenty two seventy five. Yeah. Where are the other fifty percent going? You know, that's not a lot of money so far. I mean, it's got four days left, but I'm surprised that's you know what I mean. That's not. I mean, for what it is, it's probably worth what four hundred bucks, three hundred bucks. Uh, Nikon FM two bodies are, yeah, three, four, five hundred, depending on that condition. Much? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plus a thirty-five lens, which looks a little run down. So yeah, five, looks like five, a thirty-five. Let's say it's F2, worth five hundred bucks total. You know, maybe five or six. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so it's going for twenty-two seventy-five. But if you want to own a piece of history, it always reminds me of that picture of Winogrand's camera. Yes, that Leica. Yep. Which, you know what, is kind of, I'll put a link to that too, because it's always fun to look at. Uh, it's, 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 I like their plan, which was, you know what, this will only be given to somebody who's going to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, at least they're giving away half the money, right? Yep. Uh, uh, other news. Yep. What else See this? DJI buys a majority stake in Hasselblad. Okay, is is Hasselblad really that cheap that DJI has enough money to buy a majority stake in it? I I think DJI has a lot of money. From I mean, selling look, they, drones or from uh, I think from, from venture capital. No, I think from I think they are you know kind of the standard, right? They're they're the ones to get. I mean, there are other drone manufacturers, but you know they they are they are the ones. And now they've got this this. Uh, this three-axis gimbal yeah. that looks amazing. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Apparently, they're keeping the camera and equipment manufacturer uh, will be still handmade in Sweden. But remember, I mentioned yet last week was it on was it on the show or off the show where the that 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 five hundred back the digital back was mm-hmm, going for mm-hmm. what like it was like sixty percent off or something the price that it was last week. Yep, and it's actually pretty new. So maybe they're really not selling much. I I think this is a I, I think this is a terrific thing. Uh, I, I think that DJI are, are are doing some really innovative things with with. I just hope they don't take the Hasselblad brain and start stamping it on everything. I don't think they will, and I and I think if nothing else, maybe we've seen an end to the lunar line. Uh, yeah, but they're they're you Which know were ultimately what Sony cameras, Sony's yeah, they're yeah. doing some really fantastic things with engineering. Yep. You know, they're True. like like I said, the, this Osmo thing here. I'm going to put this in the show notes. Check this out. This is their their new uh, three axis handheld gimbal yep. shoots I'm 4K. Yep, all controlled via your phone. Uh, looks really interesting. I would love to mess around with one of these things. Oh, I see. It's just a little handheld thing. So wait, is is so the phone. The phone is your view. The phone is everything. The phone controls the, phone's that the camera. camera too. Oh, so it's got its own camera. And the phone yeah, is controlling a, the camera. The phone is controlling the camera. How much do they charge for this thing? Uh, I think the the drone or not. I'm sorry, not the drone. The uh, the gimbal the portion of it is about seven hundred six six forty nine. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder how I wonder how good the sensor is. Is uh, it getting good reviews? Yeah, 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 yeah. Full, uh, so it's 4K, 12 megapixel stills, um, slow motion recording. I mean, it looks amazing. Some of the footage, I've seen some of the footage from this thing. It looks beautiful. Well, that's the kind of, this is the kind of stuff you want coming out. So that's cool. 
Yeah. All right. I'll, so, I'll, I'll reserve you know. judgment until I see. But uh, it does it does make me a little worried when a big iconic company gets bought up by some new little tech company. It's always like, oh, what's, where's that going? You know? Well, okay. Hey, look, had this been like acquired by Lytro or something that right. that. You'd be more worried. I'd be more worried. I, okay. I think. I think. The, I don't know anybody at DJI. I don't know anybody. You know that 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 is affili- officially affiliated with them. But they seem to be very sort of uh, innovative and and uh, passionate about the quality of their product. All right, then I will give it the benefit. So of the doubt. you know, who knows? Okay, well, let's check it out. But uh, yeah, and if you know. If you guys want to send me an Osmo to play around with, I would love to go on. <laughs> hey, the, I, I watched the video, the the little teaser video of the man talking to himself 38 years later. Yo, did you see that? Yeah. So this kid, when he was 18 in the late 70s or early 80s or whatever it is, videotaped himself basically interviewing himself, but not only one side. And then 38 years later, the guy now, what, 50 something, 50, 58, I think, uh, uh, takes the footage, shoots the other side and is cutting it together as a, as a conversation with himself years later. I love this thing. It's a good idea. It's cute. Yeah. I love it. First of all, to, to, to have the foresight, uh, at 18, (laughs) I love the way the older guy talks to the younger guy because he's like, you're such an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Like, <laughs> but uh, a really fun project. Go check it out. Put it in the I show will, notes. I'm putting it in the show notes. Yeah, fun stuff. Uh, and then, so for next week, let's talk about, oh wait, one more thing. Let's do, let's talk about, because you had this in from last week. Resource Magazine had a video up uh, a couple weeks ago. Put in the link oh, in yeah. the show notes. Yeah, yeah. This is this is neat. So it's the this guy Jaron Schneider uh, is showing like takes one big softbox and he's showing like ten different things you can you can do with it in a, in a studio setting. Right now, none of this for people who are you know experienced people in doing this. This is not all new information, but for people who maybe are just getting into using one light and trying to figure out like how different things get to happen. This just shows you. The different stuff you may not have thought about that you could do right. with a single light. What 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 can I do with a with with a light that I can't do with natural light? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. and just I how, how to move terrific. it around from below, bouncing it off walls, coming from above, like all those different things. Uh, so if you're into that kind of stuff or getting into that kind of stuff, and you want to just see what got, what people do, go check that out. Yeah, I thought it was really fun. Yep, it's very cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. So and, and I like that it wasn't like sticky and like. How to we yeah. in a pejorative it's, kind of sense? It was no, just look. No. Hey, let's 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 do some setups yeah. and and we'll leave the camera running. That's yep. the way it felt to me. Yep. You know. Yep. Yeah, like and, and and the <laughs> the guy's really funny. Yeah. Uh, so go check that out. And uh, so where would you find this helmet Newton thing? Uh, this was actually sent to me. Uh, I had a conversation with Tom Hoops over the weekend. Who is Hoops. if you don't know Tom's work, uh, go check out TomHoops.com. He is phenomenal. I love his work. He's one of my favorite. Uh, photographers, uh, just incredible stuff. Great aesthetic and a funny guy, really funny. Anyway, we were talking over the weekend and he said, hey, have you seen this Helmet by June documentary? And I I hadn't seen it or heard of it. So this is his wife shot video of Helmet working. Is that what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And if you've ever seen that 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 one, I mean, talking about iconic shots, it's the the shot of helmet kind of hunched over, looking down into the camera, and we see uh, the the butt of the of the nude model yeah. and his wife June sitting there on the set. It's such a fantastic photograph. Yeah, 
<laughs> Where he's all creepy in a trench coat. Yeah, he's like in a trench coat. Could he yeah. have worn something a little more creepy? <laughs> well, at like, least he on. wasn't just wearing a trench coat. How do you know? Oh. Oh. It uh, it it's about 53 minutes long. Uh, I'm sure there will be all kinds of good nuggets of interesting oh, stuff it's, to talk it's about. It's really good. So uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. It's uh, Helmet by June. It's uh, it's it's up on YouTube. Or at least and I love that it's it's not slick. No, you know, it's, it's, well, it's, it's very not, uh, it's, it's very eighties uh, like uh, high eight recorder, right? Let's just shoot this. Yeah, yeah. let's yeah. just shoot this. I'm going to ask you some questions. Yeah, and I'm going to shadow you for a little while while you're doing your thing. Yep. Uh, so we're going to put in the link in the show notes, but we'll we'll discuss it a little more next week. And so keep an eye out for that. Yeah. All right. So uh, what about uh, the uh, the group? I have I I will admit I haven't been on the group much in the last week because I've been sick. But uh, how do people do? Lots of really good stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to kind of flip through. Dave Lawrence, Bobby Tingle, good stuff. Um, Millie, glad to see you back shooting. Missed you for a while. Cool. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Martin Rotz. I dig that. I dig that, Martin. I, I like your stuff. Um, there, you know, there's just a lot of good stuff. Jason lots, Martin. Lots of pictures of Freddie drinking beer. You ever notice that? Uh, well, you know. <laughs> You got you to catch him when you can. Uh, uh, love some of the flashbacks. Uh, Robert uh, put up this picture. Took this 26 years ago, uh, but I surely had this assignment in mind. My wife and I are, are behind the still-hanging Iron Curtain in Prague. Some of my family photos were damaged by humidity, and that's why there is a tie-dyeing effect on the borders. Uh, love seeing this. Yeah. Just love seeing this look back. Uh, so thank you, Robert, for, uh, for posting that. Uh, one of my favorite ones... I like Andrew Bowles, and there's a girl in the in the um, fountain. Oh, the try, fountain? Trying yeah. to stay cool. Sorry, uh, your favorite one as well. Tim Schoof. I love the mood in this picture. Uh, misty, kind of a kind of foggy, misty night, and just the glow of 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 traffic and this one lone silhouette kind of walking across the street. Love it. Love <laughs> it. <laughs> yes. So fun stuff. Uh, Gardner, your daughter has the patience of a saint. <laughs> Paper cracks me up. <laughs> and seems like a total goof. So. Yep. Um, yep. Todd Schick, I love Todd's. Yeah, uh, Tim Schiff's uh, picture is pretty great. Yeah. Um, Foggy. Hey, by the way, uh, something I've noticed while playing with some of my phone pictures in Lightroom. Yeah. Uh, that dehazing feature really helps... Because a lot of times you get, uh, if not like full on lens flare, you just like lose a lot of contrast because of flare on the phone. Uh, uh, and uh, the, the dehaze feature does a lot to help yeah. open up the contrast. Just something to notice. Um, okay. So Todd Schick, love your car stuff. Keep it coming. Love seeing that. Uh, gosh, I'm going to butcher your name and I'm so sorry. Sitsi uh, Zilstra? Sitsi? Sitsi Zilstra? I hope okay. that's right. Uh, anyway, terrific. This very friendly guy runs this amazing coffee place a bit up the hill from Rayleigh Beach, East Krabi, 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 Thailand, uh, grinding the beans and stirring up the milk. He does it all by hand while Bob Marley is playing 24-7. Best cappuccino <laughs> I had in Asia. Love that. Love that. You love cappuccino in Asia? I, well, I love cappuccino. I love the hand-done signs. This is just a cool shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got to, you know, we got to figure out a way to print some of these guys and get them out there. Got a yeah. book. Should we really double down and do a book? Do an or OTP what if, we, what if we had an OTP website where you and I 
pull out the best assignment things, right? Assuming people give permission. And we put them up there and we let people buy prints. Hmm. I like that idea. I like, I mean, I like prints. I like so, the book. Some, some sort of thing where like, you know, if, and, and keep it with, I mean, some way to keep it within the thing. So let's say if, if Millie t- takes a great picture and like, you know, we moderate it and we say, oh, that one of Millie's really great. And we put it up and then people can order the print from Millie or something. It's gotta be something yeah, we can I, do uh, to sort of spread the wealth. I wonder if there is a way we can, we can centralize the printing. Well, set up a thing on like Adorama Picks or something like that. Something, yeah. So let's let's uh, let's noodle on this, guys. Yeah, if anybody uh, has any specific ideas of how we could do that, either easily. either prints or or yeah. I, I still love the idea of a book uh, or both. You yeah. know, maybe maybe uh, there's something in there because because you guys are just producing such great work yeah. and. I, I know that uh, it'd be nice to have a record of of what we're all creating as a community. Yeah, and I mean, I look, I've got prints. I've got a print from you. I've got a couple of prints from from Matheson. I've got. I just uh, bought some of John Wilkening's stuff. I I would love to have some of the stuff that that you guys are doing. It's such terrific work. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of an exchange, and maybe there's a. I, I I I noodled on it months ago that there's like a free tier, and then there's a there's a paid tier, and you know you swap print for print so let's 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 noodle on that maybe we can have a uh, uh a google hangout to to bat around some ideas like a google hangout okay. brainstorm session yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we can discuss on sunday yeah let's let's figure that out maybe in the next week or two i know it's getting to be the holidays but if we can at least noodle on something maybe we can figure out uh, a direction forward uh so i say we go with tools tools okay yeah, yeah th- again th- th- there was there's a this book facing change. One of the the, the images in it is uh, Roy Stryker's. Uh, uh, God, what do you call it? Uh, assignment sheet. Okay. To to Walker Evans and uh, and you know uh, Dorothea Lang and Rothstein to to kind of go out and shoot. That's what the award I was looking for. Assignment sheet. Anyway, and tools was was one of them. So I thought that was kind of fun. The uh, yeah yeah no tools. I like tools. Let's go with All tools. Right. Tools. Uh, photographer of the week was sent in to us by. Who do you sent remember? This? That's what I was just going to look it up. Ben Thomas. Ben I yeah. love this work. Right. So I love it. So this stuff is a very interesting. Uh, the guy's got a look right. He's taking street photographs, which if they were just normal street photogra- photographs, wouldn't necessarily stand out. But what makes them stand out is his processing in some ways. He's um, he's doing it such that they're they're, oh God, how would you even put it? They're the, flat. They're yes, very flat. They're I flat. We're, they're we're still down some sat- highlights. We're bringing up the shadows. Yeah, but they're very also very saturated. They almost look like uh uh um. Uh, like a um, colored pencil and watercolor dr- drawings of some kind. Yeah, you know, there's there's a little cross process thing happening. It looks like yeah, yeah. Uh, the the skies are very cyan. Yeah, uh, but man, I dig this stuff. Some yeah. of it reminds me of uh, another photographer I dig, Miri Berlin, German okay. photographer. Yep. Um, but man, this stuff is cool. And I can't put my finger on why, but I really like it. Especially this chroma project. The, fir- the first section is, is, is stands yeah. out. 
Yeah. Um, I just, you know, this is, this is, uh, I don't want to say it's happy photography because that, that can sometimes be maybe misconstrued, but, but it is, it's happy. I would, I would, I would put these on my wall. No questions asked. Yeah. 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 Especially, yeah, these, 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 God, they're so cool. And then anti-chroma, you kind of go the other way. Yeah. Uh, we were trying to figure out with, uh, wait, who sent it in to remind me, uh, Ben, I like his, you know, the, the, the tilt shift kind of thing has, has in a lot of ways been kind of played out and, and looks very gimmicky, yep. but I really like what he's doing here. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, Chris Ainsley. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Uh, now this, this other, this set, uh, a session. Yep. This reminds me if you have not seen Amazon subscribers, Amazon prime members, if you have not seen Bosch, uh, uh, do check it out. It's uh, it's an Amazon Prime original series with uh, Titus Welliver in the title role, who you may recognize from Sons of Anarchy if you watched Sons These of Anarchy. These pictures give me headaches. They're beautiful, but they give me a headache. Oh, they remind me of the opening titles for Bosch. I love these. Ben Thomas. Okay, I can't. St- I can look at those right now. <laughs> I want a print. I want, a, I, want, I want one of Ben Thomas's prints. Well, I'm sure you could talk to Ben Thomas and get a print. I'm going to call Ben Thomas. You should. You should. This is a guy you should interview. It's good. What's the, oh, who's the guy that did a lot of the, was it David Allen Harvey that used to do the, like the resorts and the beach shots? Is that him? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, there, uh, the uh, Martin Parr used to do a lot of that Martin stuff. Martin Parr. Too. Maybe that's it. Like where he would go to the resorts like in yeah. the 70s and 80s. Yeah, but like British resorts. Yep, yep, like, yep. Yeah, okay. I think Martin it's Martin Parr. Parr. A couple of these these in the water series remind me of those pictures. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah so thanks, Chris, for sending this in. I love it. Uh, the, it's interesting. The water series, if that's an older series, it seems like where he figured out the color stuff that he was doing in Chroma. Yep. Yeah, we got to, you know, I'm going to take a couple of pictures and see if I can tease out exactly what he's doing there, because that's a really cool effect. It's very cool. Yeah. Nice yeah. stuff about uh, ben. Where you ben, at, ben. ben Thomas. Good stuff. Uh, ben Thomas, photographer, visual artist, born in Adelaide, now living in Melbourne, Australia. Ben's work has centered around the cities and urban spaces that we live in. This is from his website, by the way, uh, benthomas.net.au. Uh, Ben's work is centered around the cities and urban spaces that we live in. His City Shrinker series was internationally acclaimed and considered to be one of the pioneering project projects exploring the now popular tilt shift technique. Ben's study of urban spaces continued with a session 2012 utilizing mirror and kaleidoscopic techniques to highlight how repeating patterns and objects act as the basis for spaces we live in. Love it. Yeah. Uh, most recently, Ben has developed his latest series, Chroma, a further deconstruction of cities and urban areas with a primary focus on the use of color and flatness. Look at that. What, the fact that he used the word flatness? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So how do, uh, how do people get a hold of us? Uh, look at you. What? You're like, you're just done. You're like, I'm no, out. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not done. Right. You, you're uh, the- no, good, good. We're okay. We're okay. okay. Uh, podcast at okay. ontakingpictures.com. Tell your friends about us. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's. Uh, yeah, let's you bunch uh, of lazy bones. Jesus. For free, we're bringing this to you. Yeah. What do we get for it? Jesus, yeah, people, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell your friends, uh, leave us a review if you dig the show. If you don't dig the show, leave a review. People deserve to know that too. Yeah, people deserve. Uh, you know, I'm people, not too proud. People need to understand that other people are wrong some of the time. Wow. 
Wow. All right. Uh, <laughs> podcasted on takingpictures.com at Bill Wadman on the Twitter and yep. on the Instagram at Jeffrey Sidoris on the same. And uh, we'll see some of you this weekend. Yep. In DC. And uh, let's start noodling about next next gen meetups, next uh, next places. Somebody suggested Boston, which I've never been. I'd love to go to Boston. Uh, Could do another one in New York. Yeah, New York would be great. I would love that. Uh, so you know, Toronto. How about Toronto? Uh, let's wait till the spring for Toronto. I bet it's cold as hell up there right now. Oh yeah. Or All not right. now, but it will be but it very will soon. Be. By yeah. the time we could plan when it will be cold. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, okay, so, uh, oh, uh, is that it? Yep, I think so. Yeah, Unless you got it. something else. I don't think I have anything else. If okay. I do, then I'll add something in the in the group. <laughs> hey, we'll see you someday, right. and if not, we'll see you. Uh, All right, uh, feel better, man. I hope you feel better. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. All right. we'll talk to you soon. All right, catch you later. Bye. Say what you wanna say I know what you will say Will leave